Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Oh, fuck. I feel so out of it. It's because you're stoned all the time, 24 hours a day. You're a pothead. Girl, allegedly, okay? But it feels like no, I'm... No. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly stoned. But, like, honestly, it really does feel like I'm stoned 24-7. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with my brain. I need to, like, do a energy healing detox. My spirit guys need to clear my aura. <laughs> <laughs> Spell it. Uh, which one? Spirit guys? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Brian. I'm Shane. And you were listening to... Fruit Snakes. What do we what do we want to talk about this week for well, this fruit roll up? <clears throat> well, uh, I mean, I, I would feel ignorant for talking about anything other than what's been happening in the news the past few days. Honestly, it's like blowing up on social media, but rightfully so. Yeah, I just wish the world wasn't so heavy all the time. It really is very heavy. Twenty twenty is really making us shed our <laughs> skin, isn't it, yeah. man? Like, I feel like it really is like sloughing off this bad. Juju. <laughs> I saw I saw a post on uh, scrolling through Facebook the other day and it, like yesterday and it was like um, uh, scientist or or somebody opens um, uh, like a tunnel opening and found like thirty new creatures and there was a comment <laughs> underneath and I was like bitch close that shit up and walk the fuck away twenty twenty is not the year <laughs> wait was it the uh, the tombs. Maybe it was that. Yeah. I don't know. Something I saw something in Egypt yeah. where they were like granite tombs that like were comp- <laughs> like perfectly cut and yeah. then they found like 30 of them. I don't know. This is all here. This is that brain fog that I'm talking right, about. Right, right. <laughs> well, speaking of Egypt though, uh, somebody posted a a photo of each of the four main characters from the mummy uh-huh. and was like, "Why is the entire cast of the mummy my type?" And I was like, "Oh fuck, same though. Same. It's like young Brendan Fraser, his wife in the movie, uh-huh. and then the the masked like horseman yeah. in it and the the female mummy and i was like i love all of them like they all look so good have you seen the new mummy with tom cruise no uh yes i did on a plane yeah it, it's like it's cute but it's not that it's exciting. not the yeah, mummy though. it's not the mummy yeah. i think the mummy was the first like i would consider horror film i've ever seen mm. in movie theaters yeah and i feel like that the mummy kind of got me into the genre of like oh i kind of like getting spooked i used to have nightmares about it the mummy yeah really um specifically those bugs that would like crawl Uh, under your skin and then i would have a dream that the mummy was coming and i would try to tell everybody around me and no one would listen but like i knew i hate those dreams terrifying that's like being gay Mm -hmm. (laughs) in your dream being like i'm trying to tell everyone i'm coming out but no one's listening yeah um quick quick side note i just got a photo from Corey stoner uh uh-huh and i thought he was like listening to the podcast and i was like oh how ironic we're while we're filming no, it's a photo with a cucumber next to his forearm with the quote, it's big, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Corey got the... Oh, kidding. It's a homegrown zucchini. Oh. So good for him and his lesbian self. You better fact check. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this title that you want to bring? Because I know we're kind of like light and airy right now, but this topic that we're about to get into is quite serious. Yeah. Well, as everybody knows, um, this week brought on the death of George Floyd, um, who is... I don't like to say it this way, but just another number added to the growing list of black men who have been killed by police well, it's, brutality. It's not even like you're saying it. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Right. Like reality shows, like right. it's countless. You well, know? I feel like the the way that it, I knew it was about to come out almost trivialized it. And I didn't mean it like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, 
it's almost just like uh, tack on an, another fucking number. Like here, here goes another right. one. Right. It's know? almost like it happens so often that I'm glad people aren't feeling this way, but you're like numb to it. Yeah. Like yeah. it's almost like another fucking wrong fact Trump throws out and you're just like, Oh, it is what it is. It's like, yes. Well, I think what, what's so <laughs> drastic about the past two deaths that we've seen in mainstream media is both times you can actually watch the person right. die on film. And that's horrifying. Right. Not that, the death of somebody isn't horrifying, but to watch it happen in real time um, is, I mean, like beyond words. Do you want to explain for people who, I, I feel like everyone will know what we're talking about, but just literally a quick brief synopsis yeah, so, of what went on in this video. So um, George Floyd was ar- originally arrested for, um, I, I believe, like suggested forgery mm-hmm. where like he wrote a check and, you know, whatever. Which um, is punishable by death, apparently. <laughs> uh, right. I was like, wait, is it? No. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, they, the cops in Minneapolis arrested him. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no, like, fight. There was no um, pushback from him. He he walked up against a wall, sat down, like, did comp- complied with the police. Yes. Um, it quickly escalated and turned into him being shoved on the ground with an officer forcing his knee into george floyd's neck um while he was face down on the ground for i've heard anywhere between like seven and a half and nine something minutes um through those through those minutes george floyd was seen uh and heard saying i can't breathe he asked for water numerous times um you can see him urinating where the 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 stream of his urine is like coming out from under the car that he's lying next to towards the camera um and right towards the end starts kind of like calling out for his mom, who I later read had already passed away. Mm. So it was almost like he was like to such a point of desperation. He was calling, please help like for anybody, yeah. you know, um, when this was released, obviously riots had started immediately. Um, but it has since turned into a nationwide protest um, uh, for the black lives matter movement. And and what's, what's upsetting when you watch the video too, is that, as he's saying all this, people are around that are mm-hmm. pedestrian saying, hey, he can't breathe. Get up. Get off. And he's and not doing anything. He's literally not doing inciting that, that yes. type of like, like violence against him. If he was fighting back, I can understand why the force needed to be right. that way. But like, just put him in the back of the car and then that be that. Yeah, he was completely then, compliant from the from the start. He was compliant. Other officers were kind of like being like go away he's fine da 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 and like mm-hmm. these pedestrians can't really step in and like help because at that point you're now fighting a cop you mm-hmm. know but yeah like if you're urinating on yourself and stuff like that clearly shows there's like a loss of life you know what yeah. i mean like he's kind of going mm-hmm. in and out of like consciousness but then even still like in the video you see another police officer or another person check his pulse because mm. his body was limp at this point yeah and then the guy still doesn't remove his his, his knee, knee. and yep. then the ambulance comes take him off on a stretcher and then that is that and right it- well so there were four cops um in total in the video that have been you know questioned in, in terms of um murder yeah. since um the cop who held his knee on his neck has since been arrested and charged mm-hmm. um and the other three officers have not been arrested mm-hmm. as of yet um but the demand is for all four officers to be arrested charged convicted, held accountable and yeah then um, people are calling for them to never be able to become cops again and for none of them to receive their pensions. Mm. Yeah. Because, like, 
you know, you think, oh my God, that's so dramatic, but at least they can still live. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like my take on the video, when I see them respond to the pedestrians who are like, yo, they can't breathe. It isn't about the matter of I'm hurting a human life. It's like my pride won't let you let me Mm -hmm. show that I'm doing something wrong. You know, like it almost Mm -hmm. felt like they wanted to be like, I have control of the situation. We know what we're doing. Yeah. Whether you're wrong or right. Like, I understand being in that situation, like doubling down on what you're doing, but I don't like, it's just unfortunate because I just feel like it was one of those things that got out of hand Mm -hmm. and then like, you know, race comes into play. But I really think that if this person was any other race, like a white person, like it would never have gotten to that, that kind of escalation. Well, to broaden the story to uh, people digging up the past of this cop who had his knee dug into George Floyd's neck, Uh um, found that, he had a history of complaints against um, being too aggressive. Mm. Um, And to take it one step further, Senator slash potential VP running mate, Amy Klobuchar um, dismissed pressing charges against him in the past, along with like 24 other counts of like police brutality incidents. Um, And so there's this much bigger picture where, you know, you have somebody like Amy Klobuchar, not only running for president, but potentially being up for vice presidency for Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And people are like, there's no way you can pick her at this point. You know, like she is both indirectly and directly involved in what happened today, because had this man been charged earlier in time, we wouldn't be here right right. now. It's like, I mean, we would be in terms of like what's happening with police brutality, but but with this this specific incident. Yeah. It's almost like, it's like the butterfly effect, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like you change one thing in time and then it could have done a completely different outcome. Yeah. But yeah, this is like one of countless times this has happened over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And granted, like what sets it off is this this individual. And I just say exhibit A, right, mm-hmm. where they do something incorrect, which warrants their arrest, which I can understand. But then the extreme case that comes after that of handling that misfortune is where it becomes racially charged. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying that you should let this guy go or he was completely innocent only on the fact that like, if the the case is true that he was doing forgery, whatever, like I get it. That's not appropriate, but also taking people's lives for things that are minor like that. That's why I jokingly say, I didn't know that forgery is, Mm -hmm. you know, punishable by death death. because realistically it's like, it does not need to escalate that way, especially when people are after the fact cooperating. Right. It's so disheartening. And like you, people get upset for, individuals like rioting or like damaging the city that they come in but or that they live in you know like they're like if you're gonna protest why not it be a peaceful protest but you know colin kaepernick sits there and peacefully protests by kneeling the national anthem and sitting out or whatever the case is and you're not happy with that and then yes if you're not going to be listened like if you're not gonna be listened to it's gonna escalate Mm -hmm. think about any person being in a fight with a significant other you keep explaining like Shane I don't like that you do this I don't like that you do this but you completely disregard what I'm I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say and don't validate my feelings I probably might feel the need to take it you know further and I'm not trying to sit here and advocate violence or like looting or rioting but also I understand why they feel the need to do that because it's like you're so frustrated that nothing is coming like going through right you're not being heard and it's like what else i don't give a fuck i'm going to do what i want well yeah you just brought up like so many points for me the first um i want to bring up a quote from president john f kennedy Mm -hmm. it says uh and i even had to ask you to clarify Mm because i i like this on social media and then i was like wait these words are like 
just my brain is so scattered right now because of thinking of all right. of this and you know as everybody right, right, is right. but he says those who make peaceful revolution impossible will make violent revolution inevitable and i think that that's like such an important point because now you have stars like um or celebrities like oprah and rihanna coming out and cardi b and being like i support black people taking to the streets because you've left them with no other option. No other option. When you think back to, um, there was a point where Tommy Lauren was interviewing with people like Chelsea Handler and, right. uh, Noah, um, what's his last name? From the daily show. From the daily show. Know, yeah. Uh, so on, in her interview with Noah, he asked her very calmly, um, and specifically, what is it that you suggest black citizens do? To protest because no matter what in a backstory she just doesn't like protesting on doesn't that side. like anything whether it's yeah. peaceful or writing she always has a comment or an opinion mm-hmm. that is like they shouldn't be doing it because so- at the time the colin kaepernick story was in the headlines yeah. and her big argument was that he's protesting the citizens and the soldiers who have given up their lives mm-hmm. and their freedoms for the benefit of ours mm-hmm. and uh and so he was asking her he's like okay so if taking a knee isn't appropriate what is what is a way that you would tell black citizens to go out and protest? Right. And she couldn't come up with a single answer. And now you cut to today where they're on the opposite end of the spectrum and rightfully so. And she's protesting those types of protests as well. Exactly. And it's like, you're leaving these people with no other option. Right. You know, um, people have, have tried quoting like, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, white people specifically mm-hmm. have tried quoting him when he talks about like spreading peace and love and not right. hate. Because um, that was very his message of like totally peacefully trying to get your point across. And it's so interesting because there's a whole thread on Twitter with his son um, where white people are trying to tell him who his dad was. Because he was basically saying like, my dad also understood that when times called for it, you needed to raise your voice. Yes, And they were like, your, your father would never have stood for this. And and everybody's like, the fact that white people are trying to black explain to black people yeah. is just like egregious. Well, um, I mean, it is American culture. <laughs> That's like American, American culture, culture 101. It's like embedded in the bones of what America's foundation is. Mm-hmm. And if you look back at the text of like what Martin Luther King says, it's very what we just mentioned. It's like, if you don't listen, people are going to take matters into their own hands. So instead of getting mad at people for looting and doing these quote unquote extreme measures of hear me out. You should just hear them out when they first speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't get mad at but these. But listen, not just exactly. hear them out. You but have to listen. Exactly. Like, listen, let's try to come yeah. to like, not even a compromise. Because when I say a compromise, it's like one person right. loses. You know, no one actually wins. But like a collaboration of minds mm-hmm. where everyone feels like they're working towards the same goal. And that's the problem. It's like, if you were to ask this person, okay, you think we're all equal. Let's switch lives. Do you think they would want to? No. Right. So it's like, you cannot say it's equal if you're not willing to just take on anyone else's life. A hundred percent. And I think that right now is a good time in this conversation to bring up the necessity of white people in this conversation, uh, because that's sort of where this uh, conversation has has gone Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. this week is black people are tired and rightfully so so, of protesting the same issues. Yeah. they've been screaming for years that their lives are being lost for no reason and nothing's been done about it. Mm-hmm. You know, the the media will cover it for X amount of hours or weeks or days. And, you know, and now like even in this instance, we watch a black and Hispanic CNN reporter being arrested with his whole crew. And there's people like, well, the whole crew was arrested. It wasn't just him. And it's like, 
there is an American reporter and crew live on a scene being arrested while co- cooperating with police. Right. They literally said as the police were trying to arrest them, like, tell us where we can stand and we will we will stand there mm-hmm. and be out of your way. Mm-hmm. We're just covering. We're live on CNN. And they're arrested and taken away. And it's like, this now comes down to white people and the need of their voices and protests um, more so than black people. Right. Black people have done their part, you know? Um, and they didn't really need to take a part to begin with, but there's nobody else fighting for their lives other than mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's on us. And, um, there was a, uh, I'm looking him up now. There was a young singer by the name of Keydron Bryant. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, I guess he's on season four of little big shots. Okay. Um, but he posted a song the other day, acapella. Oh my gosh. I saw this. I know what you're talking about. And watching it two nights ago, um, not was the first time that like made me feel something deep down and emotionally, right. but it, it was, it was the first moment that I was overwhelmed by like the emotions of what it's mm-hmm. like to be scared to be you every single day. Sure. Um, I mean, as a gay man, like this is me just like trying to relate in any way I can. I've understood what it's like to be cautious in a setting, but I don't wake up every day in fear mm-hmm. of stepping outside mm-hmm. of my house, you know? Um, and even, more recently we have people being shot within their homes. So like, mm-hmm. where are you safe? And mm-hmm. I've never felt that. Um, but I just want to play like just a second of his clip uh, for people to hear. I'm a young black man doing all that I can to stand. Oh, but when I look around and I see what's being done to my kind, Every day, I'm being hunted as prey. My people don't want no trouble. We've had enough jungle. And and it's in reposting messages like that that I think are important. Um, because if you don't feel something listening to something like that, and if you don't feel something in watching the pain and the hurt in these people's voices and eyes... I, I don't know where your humanity is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why I say it's most important for white people to speak up right now mm-hmm. because it's, it's our responsibility to fix the actions of these white people who are committing these crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only that, it's like when you stay silent, you're letting the problem happen. So you're almost agreeing to what is going on, even if deep down you disagree, you know, right. I bring this up with like my dad's situation with my mom. And I think if you think about your own personal life and think about you trying to get your point across and everyone around you understanding what you're saying, but they don't want to support you in that moment just because mm-hmm. they're like, I don't want to deal with it. Or like, it's too political with me to be staying there alone is not a fun place to be. Right. And I feel like that's, that's what the black community feels like, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I enjoy you as a person, but you know, it's not my fight because I'm not that experienced when it's like, it is your fight if you feel like it is unjust, you right. know? And I will say this, and I guess we can end on this, is that on a positive note, in order to incite change, radical things have to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that is where America is right now, is that all these radical things are happening. So deep down, I do feel hope. But it is hard to, like, see this every day because it is not easy to know that that could affect me, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, all I thought was, if I'm tired as a white man, I can't imagine how tired I would feel as a black man or as a black woman in this country. Absolutely. And to my white friends and family listening, 
if the top people on your text message list and your direct message list are not your black friends checking on them, I, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. All right, so for first fruit this week, um, again, we don't have a... Um, a guest thank you <laughs> brain fog um but i feel like this 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 issue that we're going to talk about kind of is a common thread i feel like within the past few episodes mm-hmm. <laughs> that we've talked about um just as a general arc we're going to talk about freedom of speech and just kind of we're not going to try to explain anything necessarily but just give a little insight or take on what we feel is appropriate as free- freedom of speech and when an opinion becomes fact and when fact becomes False, uh-huh. I guess. I don't know if that's going to be the lineage of this conversation, but I guess we will find out where this goes. Great. Um, so do you want to start it, start it off? Yeah, well, so this subject matter became a matter of interest for me earlier this week when um, we saw for the first time Twitter censoring President Trump. Right. Um, he has tweeted, I think it's like some over like 50,000 times or something. Um, and... There have been so many moments where people are like, how are you allowing him to post this? And in reading more up on the subject matter, I didn't realize uh, that when you sign up for platforms like Facebook or Twitter, you're agreeing to like their policies and terms, which is a dub. But I think that as Americans, we take for granted the idea that like we have freedom of speech and we assume ignorantly assume that we sort of carry those rights wherever we go Mm -hmm. um what we fail to realize sometimes is platforms like twitter and facebook are are implementing their own rules and guidelines and those don't always include what we would deem as freedom of speech um so twitter does have rules on things like um you know you can't glorify uh violence um and Oh, sorry, my heart's like. You gonna pass out on us on the podcast? No, oh, that was weird. You get you high, girl. <laughs> um, okay, I'm good. Um, when you when you start voicing your opinions and mm-hmm. you you sort of uh, go against their policies and guidelines, they have the right to implement a censorship. Um, and so with President Trump, I think the the issues lie in that his Twitter has been enacted as like a voice of the white house. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to censor that because it's news that needs to get to the American people. And if they're saying this is our news source, not that Twitter has its hands tied, but it's like, I guess this is important information. Um, The issue is like, it's his voice. So it's opinionated, but also it is the source, right? Because it's his mouth. So what he says is fact for him. Mm -hmm. And, newsworthy right but i i understand what you're saying or how american people feel but again like i put it in this perspective of like on youtube like pornographic material is not appropriate Mm -hmm. you know or certain things like that and you can't you can't post it or like how tumblr took off pornographic material it's like that that can consider you know people are saying oh you're infringing my idea of freedom of speech or whatever but it's like no you're using a platform Mm -hmm. that in essence, has these rules. And if you don't like it, make your own platform, you know, go to Pornhub or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem is, is that Twitter became such a um, easy way for so many people to get interconnected, just like Instagram, because you can't do like, you know, nude photos on Instagram and stuff like that, that 
people feel like, oh, I can connect to all these people so easily. But I'm like, then start your own platform mm-hmm. if you want to say okay with those kinds of rules. Right. And again, like with freedom of speech, I get that I would want people to say whatever they want to, whether I agree to it or not. But I also think that there's a level of um, human decency where, see, and I even struggle saying this because like if I deem it as bad, that might just be my scale. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? And right. like, what do I know that's better or worse for someone else to hear? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like if someone who was like very conservative Christian, they might feel that gay rhetoric is a problem. Right. You know? So it's like, I can't say that they're wrong either. Cause in their reality, that is what they feel. Right. But again, it's like, it's easy to say Trump is wrong because I feel like majority of the time it goes against what the majority of American society is when you're not falling within Mm -hmm. his class, his status, his age, his uh, ethnicity, all of the above. Well, so one of the issues though, is this started with not so much a censorship, but in addition to his tweets, Mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to give like a quick premise on Tuesday of this week, Trump tweeted twice about the dangers of mail-in voting. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to note here, this is despite his record of voting by mail. So he voted by mail from D.C. in the state of Florida last year. Yeah. And on Twitter on Tuesday, he posted about the dangers of voter fraud and like how how um, interfering this could be with the 2020 election. Uh, because people are saying, if this pandemic is still going on in November, we need to figure out a way for American voters to st- to safely be able to vote yeah. um, without having to stand in lines surrounded by people, especially like elderly citizens right. and those who are like most vulnerable. Um, so he tweeted this to his 80.7 million followers. Um, and Twitter was sort of quick to mark both tweets with a link underneath each tweet um, where viewers could get mail-in voting information, essentially fact checks. <laughs> so again, there was no censorship on what he said. It was just underneath Twitter Here's added, more information. Like, click here for information on a little footnote. Be like, motherfuckers mm-hmm. a liar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Trump labeled this as a violation of free speech and said that Twitter was interfering with the 2020 election. Which is, okay, sorry, were you done? Because I got so much to say. Go for it. Here's the thing with that. In the I'm not w- done, but. I know. But yeah. in the words of Jada Essence Hall. Look over there. <laughs> For real. <laughs> like Trump, I feel like deep down knows he's in a shithole and he just wants to pull shit out so yes. that when facts are given where if he doesn't get reelected, his strong following will be like, see, we knew there was voter fraud, blah, 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 this and that. When I feel like just briefly, when you look at the facts, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Like it is not the case, but because he's not on top, he's like, see, it, it's not fair. It's not right. working. And I, ugh. Oh my God, there's just so much to say about that. So I'm going to go on because this wasn't the end of it this week. I love that. So I after... love that journey for us here in America. <laughs> so after the, the killing of George Floyd, um, Trump went onto Twitter. Of course. And uh, this is just about to piss me off. If you're going to read the tweet, <laughs> I know you're about to read. I'm about to be real angry all stars right now. So this is like a, this is a part of his tweeting um, post for this day. But he said, Quote, these thugs, Mm -hmm. capital T-H-U-G-S, and thugs were referring to the black community, obviously. So (laughs) these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Walz and told him that the military is with him all the way. 
any difficulty and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. So from this tweet, Real Twitter. quick, just before you even go on, the president is threatening America. <laughs> Americans. American <laughs> lives. Threatening American lives. Like, try some, with, bitch. We'll shoot you With ass. military. Yeah. I can't. So, that's, that's like legit terrorism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like on soil. Yeah. You can't protest because we'll shoot your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so Twitter did censor this tweet. Uh-huh. Blatantly censored to where the only way you could read what he tweeted was to click... Um, uh, a little disclaimer that was laid over his tweet. Yeah. And it says, this tweet violated the Twitter rules about glorifying violence. However, Twitter has determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible. So again, going back to oh, that idea that like he's the president. So it's important for you to see this because if he is unstable enough to enact a law like this, we need you to know that exactly. you need to be prepared. <laughs> But with that said, this shit is ludicrous. So this we're going to blur it out for you. This is Twitter. You in danger, girl. <laughs> for it's real. Like, Insert Whoopi Goldberg gift. Could you imagine? You in danger, girl. They just overlay that. Literally. But it's funny because it's like, it's like Twitter's like, fuck, well, we got to take this off. But we want to show how crazy this motherfucker mm-hmm. is so that we can all work together, um, like uh, passive aggressively get this motherfucker out of the office. Right. Um. <laughs> So, according to an article in the New York Times, Twitter said that his tweets glorified violence. Um, 100%. Which like, is the first time... Fact. It's important to note, though, this is only the first time it's applied such a warning to any public figure's posts. Right. Um, and... Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, it's a protest. Cancel rent. Wow. Oh, it's for canceling rent? Yeah, that's what it said. Okay, you guys, just real quick. Uh, wait, I'm wait. Gonna br- wait, I'm about to drag Brian outside and be like, this motherfucker's <laughs> making me pay rent. No. Cancel his ass. No, it's like, you guys, okay, this is live. I want to see. I'm putting my mic down. Um, I'm going to explain as Shane's looking out the, car- out the window, but it's literally a parade of cars that say, and they're honking, that say stuff like cancel rent, so cancelrent.org, um, jail the cops. Wow, how fitting. Freedom of speech. Jobs, no, not jails. Cancel students. Cancel students. <laughs> yes. Do you want to get in your car, Shane? <laughs> I'll give you a Sharpie. You can write on your car. I just bring the mic with Anything me. you want. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, we're so sorry. <laughs> well, we're not sorry because I, I, I love it. But um, sorry if there's noise in the background. America at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long this parade is going to be. So... I guess we'll see. It sounds like it's died down. That was just very like. Well, only unless the rest of the parade had to stop at a red light. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, sorry. So wow. just <laughs> this is America, y'all. <laughs> Crazy shit's oh, happening. That was like perfect timing. It's funny because like I feel like perfect. I mean, on a complete side note, quarantine is like, bitch. I got time. <laughs> you know, those mm-hmm. people are like, oh no, I got time. Let mm-hmm. me go get my sharpie. Let me go get my poster board <laughs> for real. <laughs> Someone Jeez. marked their actual car. It wasn't on a sign. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> spray painting their cars. Damn, girl. Um, so, sorry. I'm just going to jump back. So, in terms of uh, this one particular tweet, Twitter came out and said that it glorified violence, which, again, was the first time that they had applied such a warning to any public figure's posts. And I think that that's so important because Twitter's been around for, what, like over a decade at this Huge, point? Huge, yeah. And there's never been a censorship on any public figure, yeah. which, I mean, think of like the thousands of like celebrities and, and uh, Congress people and politicians right. that have been on Twitter. Um, and this is the president of the United States that yeah. we're talking about. Um, but we're also talking about the fact that he threatened Lives. American citizens being shot 
by their own government and military. But you know what's crazy to me is like people say, oh, you know, socialism, communism, blah, 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 blah. And like I even saw um, um, a comparison of what people say today, like the white Americans, where it's mm. like, you know, the government's communism, like don't shut us down, da, 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 da. You're controlling our freedom. And then they were saying the same thing about black and white interracially marrying. Uh. They had same sort of picket signs from the white protesters but it's just kind of radical because they they want to say all this freedom and stuff but they'll support some shit like that like oh yeah uh-huh. the once the looting starts the shooting will start yeah. and realistically that is threatening people in like a dictatorship kind of way being mm-hmm. like if you go against what we feel we're gonna kill you right and that's literally history that, yeah. repeating itself that's you know what some I mean? north korean bullshit <laughs> hey don't come from my my korean heritage we're gonna call you a south korean <laughs> <laughs> well i am a south korean so you don't have to great we gonna call you you just say acknowledge my <laughs> south koreanism <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i mean yeah very good example um so just to wrap up like on this little point um Twitter is still allowing access to this tweet. Like I just scrolled back yeah. and I'm still able to access it, but you do have to agree that you understand that it interprets what it interprets. Right. Right. Um, so it's hard. Like, yes, it's in our best interest to know that this is coming from his yeah. direct mouth. Um, but it's also terrifying to know that like he could enact some sort of, some sort of violence against right. his own citizens. Well, I hope know? that there's enough Americans to like be like, y'all nigga, like, no, <laughs> bitch, we ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, that like, I like the way Twitter handles that because I think, again, like for him to say that, I think he should have every right to say that. Whether I think it's right or wrong doesn't matter in the sense of freedom of speech, right? right. How the Declaration of Independence, or is it the Declaration of Independence? No. What has that? The Constitution. Constitution. <laughs> you know, we we in history yeah. 101. <laughs> but, um, like, the Constitution, I respect it. America, cool. That's why I'm saying he should say it. Do I actually personally think he should say it? No. Do I think there should, should be some censorship? Yes. But I also think, am I the one to judge what is right or wrong? No. But just like when you go on Twitter and say, look at porn. Again, always bringing it back to porn. <laughs> you have to say... You know, it's like sensitive content. And even Instagram mm-hmm. does that when there's like a little bit of like yeah, violence. violence. Yeah. It's like sensitive content. Click here if you want to continue. I think that's completely fine. Uh huh. You know? But I do think it's also important to note um, that in in contrast, Mark Zuckerberg has come out and said um, that he won't, that he doesn't believe in censoring content mm. like this. So um, Trump has tweeted also this week. uh at Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg is today criticizing Twitter. In quotes, we have a different policy than Twitter on this. I believe strongly that Facebook shouldn't be the arbit- arbiter of truth of everything that people say online. End quote. Did Twitter criticize Obama for his you can keep your doctor? Question mark. I don't know what that's referring to. Um, but, you know, you and I talked about this earlier mm-hmm. today. I think Facebook absolutely has a responsibility to censor or fact check content that's being posted by its users, considering some 70 to 80% of Americans are receiving their daily news from Facebook. Yeah, I understand that it's Mark Zuckerberg's platform and we're agreeing to those rights and terms and conditions, but this is now a responsibility that you have taken on when you become a, a news source. I agree. At this point, you're, you know, at the at the same level as like an ABC or a Fox or a CNN. People are tuning into you to spread information mm-hmm. and to receive information. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, there's a bunch of like, he's a multi-billionaire, he's sucking up to Trump, and he's benefiting from, you know, all of Trump's policies and, and whatnot, um, which I agree with. But like, don't be such a fucking coward. Right. It's, it's, it's like that battle of money versus social mm-hmm. uh, issues, you right. know, like when you have money, that becomes your main goal. And then if you have no money, your social life is what keeps you afloat right. and your social issues are more important. And I think that... I mean, again, I don't know who Mark Zuckerberg supports. I don't know what his most... I thought you were going to say who he is. I I don't know who he supports as far as like political schemes or like if he does feel like he's in the back pocket of Trump or whatever the case is. So I can't speak on that. But I feel like just like with anything that um, as time progresses, your product might morph. You have to keep up with the times. Mm-hmm. Like for Netflix, you know, streaming became the thing rather than it being like let Renting. me rent, you know, right. let me send you this DVD. You know what I mean? It's the same thing of like businesses moving on with quarantine. Like they have to learn how to stay afloat. Yeah. And I think it it's like a company's responsibility that if that is the product that is out there, you socially have to be aware mm-hmm. of what you're putting out there and how you can impact the world. And I think that it's very, uh, ne- there's a lot of negligence when you don't do that as well as like carelessness. Right. And it, it could be very dangerous. And I, I think I get what your Mark Zuckerberg is saying, but also I think if you look at it and really dissect it, like there needs to be some sort of regulation because mm-hmm. realistically it could get out of hand. Right. And like the good of a majority of the people is what should be, you so, know, enacted, yeah. not just the small minority of the crazy loud ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two points on the Facebook issue. The first is looking back, um, somebody made a good point and said like, why wasn't Twitter censoring people like James Comey during the 2016 election when just before voting happened, he came out with that Hillary Clinton story mm. um, that uh, has, I mean, there's no way to prove that it's to blame for Hillary losing the election, but I don't think that anybody can really argue that it had nothing to do with the fact that people decided not to vote for her last right. minute. Um, and it was, it all came down to, in case you don't know what we're talking about, her using her personal email um instead of the government server mm-hmm. for for like at work emails basically. Right. Um, or as highly a, classified right emails. and like in 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 the in a good clarification people were just posing her as like a shady bitch right <laughs> which mind you she sat through you know testimonies and yeah and hearings and nothing came of it yeah and people are like what sucks is like nothing came out of that but you can't go back and fix what comey did and right and you know looking back it's like i wish twitter could have done something like fact check this isn't actual like solidified news this is just speculation mm-hmm. but that didn't happen then and you know who knows what would have happened if they did have a feature right. like that um the other thing is like facebook did recognize its role in 2016's election they they recognized the fact that they allowed all of these like bots accounts to come on and yep. like spread misinformation yep. and mislead the american voters just before a presidential election mm-hmm. and it's almost like how do you recognize that like you can take on the responsibility for allowing that to happen, but you're saying now like you're not going to censor false, like fake news. Right. I I just don't understand. Like, how do you not feel so ignorant saying something so blatantly um, misleading? I agree. You know, well, it's like one of those things too. Cause like I said earlier in in an earlier episode, it's like, I feel like news becomes opinion pieces now and it's not Uh as much based in fact as it is based in, well, this is what he is. This is who he is. And it's just like an expert giving their opinion. And then we assume right. because they're an expert, it's factual, you know? 
and like I guess it's an American's uh, job to discern between the two of fact and opinion. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you're inundated with all this opinion, at a certain point, it does fog what you feel, you right. know, naturally. Um, just like when representation matters, like mm-hmm. once you see yourself in media, you have a different outlook on it. Right. Um, I know that's a little bit off to the side, but um, I know that. Um, the Trump camp was coming for CNN saying that they like give out all this false information mm-hmm. and CNN's one of the big bear of news who is like, we're going to fact check every time, every time um, Trump yeah. has said something. And it's in like the thousands, thousands yeah. like five digit thousands, uh-huh. you know? And, um, CNN put out an article that I just read where it was like the difference between us missing our facts and them missing their facts is when we miss our facts, we go back and put out a statement of how we missed up, messed up and mm-hmm. what we should have reported. Because they were like, that's what a credible news source does. Right. Is give credit back of being like, hey, we are so sorry. We misinformed you, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, something as little as BuzzFeed, when they put out facts and it's wrong, when they go back and edit it, they say the first original mm-hmm. post said X, Y, and right. Z. Because right. if you don't fact check what, you know, because, you know, news. and It's, as, it's as you constantly get more, changing and exactly, moving. As you get more facts, the story evolving. changes. Yeah. You know, your opinion might change. But in order to stay credible, you have to acknowledge. And again, like cancel, cancel culture, hold yourself accountable for when you went wrong mm-hmm. so that you hold your credibility. Trump just throws out all this shit like Obamagate, you right. know, or whatever the case is with little to no facts. Right. And then as he gets proved wrong, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Moving on, you know, mm-hmm. and there's no accountability. And I think that's right. the problem is like, w- there needs to be that accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree <laughs> with all of that. Um, the other thing that, that like we have to recognize, and this isn't, this isn't to like give a pass to the media, but media has gone from like print and, like on-air news mm-hmm. to online news yep. where the only way for them to trace like people who are following their news sources or um, reading their news is by number of clicks. Clicks, yeah. And so we've we've sort of watched news turn into clickbait. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because titles can be misleading to the information you can actually read in the article, but people don't take the time to read through the article they base what they know off of the headlines alone. Totally. And if those headlines are simply created to get you to click into it and you don't actually like click or, or scroll through the information, like is that responsibility on the news, the news source, or is it on the, the reader, the viewer? Right. Um, but I think that that comes with the evolution of how we've seen technology play its role in how we are receiving right. our, our news, Right. you know, where I, I feel like, you know, any any source of news could have been very factually, or uh, sorry, any source of news, say when we were getting all of our news through newspaper and mm-hmm. print, could have been like a little biased in terms of the way articles were written, but it still had to be very fact-based because your opinion had to be based off of what you also had to present to right. the viewer. This allows room for people to be like, you know, like even in terms of our airlines, I've seen headlines where two U.S., two major U.S. airlines are like blank and blank to have massive layoffs. Uh That's clickbait because people are like, oh my God, I know somebody who works for this company. Let me see. The misleading information is they're not laying off, they're furloughing, which there's a huge difference. Layoffs is like, we're firing you. Furloughs is like, we need to sidestep you for a second, get our grounding and then move on and bring you back. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, that's just an example, but it's clickbait, you know? Um, so I, I think that that's important to note. 
So the other topic, did you want to say anything? Well, yeah, I just wanted to say this too. Um, just like as you're talking, I'm processing all this. I, 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 I personally feel like it is kind of the reader's responsibility to do the research. I agree. You know, yes, it takes more time, but clearly you're the one trying to find out the information if you're clicking uh-huh. on it. You know what I mean? Um, and I think we, for the majority of the people that are in my life, do that. But then again, I feel like we, I, I have a diverse set of, you know, friends, p- friends but like people I come in contact with right. on like a mutual or like a continual basis. But I feel like the majority of the people in my life, like directly, like come from like an educated background. Not to say that if you're not educated, you don't do your research. That's not what I'm implying. Right. But just coming from an educated, ed- education background, it is embedded in us mm-hmm. that when you're putting papers together, facts, you have to use resources. Uh-huh. So it's easy for us to know where resources can kind of misguide you right. and like look at the data and da 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 da. So I think that the one good thing out of college <laughs> is that. Um, but yeah, I think it does fall onto the responsibility of us because mm-hmm. yes, no matter like yes, clickbait is fun to say. Oh my God, can, can you believe da 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 da? But then always you gotta look at, like look at the fine details. And I only this brings up a second point too of like documentaries. Like documentaries should be fact based too, but realistically, there's always a motive, mm-hmm. like an underlying story of whether you agree or disagree. Like like take Blackfish for example of like. Uh-huh. Um, free Willy and the whales and all that stuff. Like, free Willy. <laughs> their motive to make that is to show the mistreatment. But if you were uh-huh. on the other side of that, where like you work at, it's like SeaWorld, conservation. Exactly, yeah. where you're like, I'm helping these animals, like Carol Baskin. Right. <laughs> I was waiting for Tiger Literally. to come into it. It's like Carol Baskin to Joe Exotic. Like, however you want to spin the story. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a documentary. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like the thing about documentaries is, even though it is a little bit slighted based on how they edit and like present the materials, they still give you the facts, and then they don't leave you with being like well this is how you should process what's going on it's just kind of like you do what you do with the facts and i'm like i wish news was more like that base where it's like you can have opinions which is fine Mm because joe gives his opinion about carol carol gives his opinion (laughs) about joe but then based on the facts you should still be able to deduce what you feel right and i feel like that's kind of what's missing i feel like through what we've already discussed we sort of err on the side of like we believe in freedom of speech but it is important for us to understand the reality behind what's being said um and i think that if a company is like willing to take on the responsibility of making sure that the truth is associated with what's coming out of somebody's mind um like that's a good thing Mm -hmm. um but i wanted to give like an opposite end of the spectrum example of freedom of speech uh so we're gonna turn back to our good old friend kathy griffin friend of the gays Um, whose career was sort of ended back in 2017 when she posted a photo on Twitter holding what was basically implied to be Trump's severed head covered Mm -hmm. in ketchup, Mm -hmm. a mask of Trump covered in ketchup. Um, She was put on investigation by the government and the Secret Service. Um, She was basically held in every airport around the world that she went to because she was labeled as like a terrorist if you will mm-hmm. um and again nothing ever came of it um but it was it was a very high example of intimidation power that the president can hold mm-hmm. over people who don't agree with him mm-hmm. um so <laughs> i think at this point she's just sort of to the to she's come to the realization that like she can either like allow her career to be over mm-hmm. from all of that, or mm-hmm. she can really take advantage of the the spotlight and be like, I'm going to double down on everything that I've done and said to this point. Um, because I think that in comparison, I'm, 
see this is where it gets like a little personal i don't know that i agree with like what she posted but i do i do also believe that things that he's done outweigh what she did mm-hmm, by far mm-hmm. so um to give you a little bit of the facts um on tuesday of this week kathy griffin suggested that trump should be injected with a syringe containing nothing but air um after the president jokingly asked on twitter if he should be taking insulin at a white house event dedicated to seniors suffering from diabetes so just to, to quote specifically she said in response to him asking if he should be on insulin a syringe with nothing but air inside would do the trick fuck trump um she obviously knew that this was like a fatal thing which mm-hmm. is why she said mm-hmm. it um and she doubled down on her tweet in a response to the examiner noting the fatality with i sure did fucker hashtag trump lied people died um which i'm not sure what she's referring to in that hashtag (laughs) yeah but i mean in terms of like his actions as a president i do believe he has allowed people to die on his watch in terms of american citizens I, i think she probably means like a big thing now is like not acting for the quarantine and like you know what I mean? Like a lot of American mm-hmm. lives probably could have been saved had right. he acted. I don't know if that's exactly what it is. Sure. But no, I'm, I don't I'm, mean either. I'm like, I'm, I'm sure it refers yeah. to something like that. Yeah. So going back to like Twitter's uh, policies, Twitter later said that she could continue accessing and posting on her account so long as she apologized or sorry, not apologized. So long as she deleted that tweet. Um, could she because, not censor it or c- could Twitter not censor that tweet? Just like they did with looting shooting with Donald Trump. Well, it's 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 weird right because it's like it's a play on words his essentially hinted or um threatened threat (laughs) it's a threat yeah i feel like the only difference is that implied sorry that's the word i was looking for his his sort of implied like a cause and effect hers was a straight up as twitter would say glorification of violence where she's like no inject his ass with air yeah you know and kill him basically um which, so which because it's his whether you like it or not he's our president like i feel like that's like national security going mm-hmm. against like you know right the nation but right. so it's hard because i obviously stand behind kathy, kathy griffin far more than i would Don, donald trump right but it's like where's the line of allowing someone like her to post things like that versus allowing him to post things right and I would say the line comes in the fact that like he's the president of the United States and has the authority to do these things. Kathy Griffin at this point will never have access to (laughs) a syringe filled with air and a close enough proximity to the president to do it. (laughs) Right? Like the closest she could get is either New York or Florida. They ain't going to let her in Virginia, West Virginia, (laughs) North Carolina. Um, I say that jokingly, but. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, I mean, what do you think? Like, should she be allowed to say things like that? First, while you were just speaking, I got to say, like, this light is hitting you amazingly. You look so handsome. When I was, like, watching you talk, I was like, oh, Shane's handsome. Because I normally (laughs) think, like, Shrek, but I'm like, okay. (laughs) Fiona as Shrek. Right. Work. Mm. Um, Femininity. (laughs) Brain fog. So, um... How I feel about this situation, I mean, I... Sorry, I just have to say I haven't showered or brushed my teeth today, and I smell very bad, so <laughs> the fact that I look great is, like, a big positive right How now. How disrespectful to the podcast that you don't even care to show up to work in a presentable <laughs> manner. But clearly, I think it's present- presentable because I'm, like, sitting here paying out compliments. Um, How I feel about her. um, I get the backlash, right? Mm-hmm. I understand why 
you know, she is in the limelight for what she said. I also think that they're using her as like an example of like, mm-hmm. don't fuck with us. You right. know, it's very um, Hunger Games. Yes, because she's a public figure. It's easy mm-hmm. for her to be like, everyone knows who she is. And if we can t- take her down, think about what we would do if you actually from- posed a threat. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So that's my take on it. But also like I, I on both sides, I feel like there's a better way to communicate what you're trying to say in a more mm-hmm. effective, eloquent fashion than a threat. Um, and again, like I even say that with Trump, if he wants to double down on his stance on the looting and stuff, I think there's a better way of saying it than being like looting, shooting, like inciting violence and all mm-hmm. that. But regardless, like I can't, I can't knock either one of them for it. Cause my viewpoint is, I probably have said a lot of shit that people don't like, but I stand by. And mm-hmm. I can't say you, I just because I disagree with it, you know, um, you shouldn't say it. Again, it's like my thing. It's like, if you're going to say it, stand by it and know that there might be consequences, mm-hmm. but then stand by those consequences and be like, yeah, I knew that saying up, you know, just like right. you protesting and maybe going to jail. It's like, yeah, that was worth it. Cause I'm standing by what I feel is valued in well, life, in I've, my life. Yeah. I think the interesting point in those, in that is, she doesn't really have any consequences to face at this point. Like she's lost everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She has no endorsements. She has no jobs lined up. Like I think she's kind of taken it upon herself to like film a new comedy special and like go on a tour because people are still interested in what yeah. she has to say and she's filling theaters. Yeah. Um. But like, you know, beforehand when, when she first held the severed head, she lost her relationship with like Anderson Cooper, who was right. a longtime friend. She lost her deal with CNN to do New Year's Eve uh, hosting gigs. Like she, lo- she lost uh, like a deal with like, I think Bravo. Um, but it's like that political correctness thing where these companies, you know, right. they're, they image, have to distance themselves. Exactly. Just like you would with, um, there was a thought there, but I forget. Continue. So, uh, <laughs> that's, so all I was going to say was like, at this point, her consequence would just be like people not buying tickets from mm-hmm. her to see mm-hmm. her shows, um, which I don't really think she gives a fuck at this point. I agree. Like she's made that very clear since 2017 that like she has nothing to lose at this point. So like she is technically protected. Say she didn't say this on Twitter. Say she, you know, posted on her own website yeah. about this, or she made a comment at like a press briefing she's covered by freedom of speech. Yeah. You're allowed to say you want to kill the president. There were during president Obama's presidency, like people po- pulling him up by a rope over trees and pretending to hang him. Like they're covered under freedom of expression and language to do that. You know, that's what people say makes America great is like, you have these freedoms mm-hmm. unlike a place like North Korea where you, you do that and you could be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it's hard because again, I go back to like, she does have the freedom to say that. Mm-hmm. If she feels like she has nothing to lose, like I don't see why anybody feels like they should be able to stop her on a platform like Twitter. If she's going against their policies, they could potentially say like, mm-hmm. "Sorry, we can't allow this because it doesn't follow our guidelines and which policies." Is, I which think is completely fair. fair yeah. yeah, it's a subscription that she's signing on to. Signing of like, to. I'm going to follow these rules, just like if you were to go to Disneyland, you have to wear a shirt, right. a mask, a shirt, shoes. Right, <laughs> but. Again, going back to him, he's the president. Mm-hmm. He can he can take charge and and make action out of his words. But even like taking it on more of a basis that we can understand, as like a like a listener can you know relate to. It's like if I'm a teacher 
I can't be going in and being like, fuck this, nigga that, uh-huh. eat my ass, faggot this. <laughs> but then on a podcast where there's no rules mm-hmm. here and I'm signing up for something that or you're signing up for something that knows that the the, the, the rules are relaxed, that's the difference, right. you know? Like, I'm not going to go into school with underage kids and be like, fuck this, fuck that, nigga this, nigga mm-hmm. that. But then if they come to my platform <laughs> and they hear that, I'm going to stand by that because I'm like, you didn't need to come here. So it's the same thing of like right. Twitter. You don't need to come here to say that. You can make your own platform to mm-hmm. say that with the freedom of speech. So in the Twitter realm, yes, I, I think freedom of speech, whatever you want to say that is, could be censored because it is their platform. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if if Kathy if, if Kathy Griffin wants to go off on the handle at her own shows and like quote unquote get rallies or however you want to say mm-hmm. it and say these things, by all means, right. go right ahead. So I thought about this recently on a much milder scale when I was watching. I can't remember what it was on Netflix, but somebody was swearing and it was being bleeped out, mm. and that was like the first time I had ever seen any censorship on Netflix. Like I've heard any number and combination of swear words. Um, I've seen full naked female bodies. I've seen penises on Netflix. Like it's the internet essentially is, is what you're on. So there, there isn't a need for censorship as much. Um, But I was thinking like, I wonder why in this show, maybe it came from a a different source. Like maybe it wasn't a Netflix original. So Mm -hmm. it was just already censored out, but it was this interesting thought of like, are we getting to a point where it's so mainstream that like now it there are these like there are going to be rules and regulations on censorship? Like, I feel like our government is so slow to respond to things like the internet. A because most of our politicians don't don't uh, keep up to date with how fast the internet moves, mm-hmm. so it's like hard to regulate it. Because by the time a bill or a law passes, like you're already so many years thing. beyond yeah. like that context um but it's hard too because like netflix is an american company but like they stream to hundreds of con- mm-hmm. countries around mm-hmm. the world so mm-hmm. like rules are different everywhere um but that's what we pride ourselves on america is freedom of speech right um so i don't know like i agree that she should be able to say what she wants as long as she's following different policies based on where she's posting Um, Or anybody for that Mm -hmm, matter. mm -hmm. Um, But I also agree with the fact that like, because it's their platform, President Trump should be fact-checked. I agree. If Twitter's like, look, you're allowed to say this. They're giving him the freedom to continue to say it. They're just also adding their own two cents to it to make sure that they're not held accountable for misinformation. Which, great for you. Like, you're taking on the responsibility that you should be taking on. It's Um, like just being a fair referee to a match. Yeah. And I think Twitter, from my little understanding of what you brought up today, I think is doing an effective job. But I understand why people would get upset because I think they would want that information to get out mm-hmm. easier. And it's not going to be. And I think that's fair because the information that you're trying to put out or he's trying to put out shouldn't be easy to right. access considering it's bogus. Mm-hmm. And again, that's my opinion, but it is bogus. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I had. I mean, it's one of those things that, like, this is going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah. Again, when we start this conversation, it's not like we have the answers, nor is it going to end with, like, a, this is how you should, uh-huh. how it should be, because who's to say we're the ones to, like, dictate well, it? And it's already in the process of change. He's signing an executive order that could potentially restrict social media platforms from certain rules and regulations. Oh, my God. I can't. Like, the second. But here's the thing that, like, people are comparing is... 
all of this has happened in a week, right? From our fruit roll up to our fresh fruit, everything we've talked about has happened in one week's time. Mm -hmm. Why is there not an executive order already on a harsher punishment for police brutality? You're censored on Twitter once out of the, you know, five to six, uh, sorry, like 57,000 times you've tweeted and there's already an executive order, but like, this is the how many death of a black man and there's nothing. That just shows people's priority though. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm just like, because, this is a point that's because being made. Because realistically, in the current White House situation, majority being white, black people dying does not affect them in a personal sense. Mm-hmm. But them getting their power out by Twitter does. So they feel like, let's hustle. Yeah. Let's get this moving. And that's that shows that like people in power clearly can make the rules. And that's yeah. what I say. It's like, no wonder racism is continuing because they're the ones who make the rules. And it's not so blatant being like segregation, but mm-hmm. it is by like making false pseudo stories of like, well, that's not racist because X, Y, and Z, when you know that there's motives behind it that right. are race driven, but because you can't point it or put a finger on it directly, it's easy to let it keep going under the cover, mm-hmm. you know? But I again, do hope like, that's why voting is important. Exactly. So, <laughs> Taylor Swift actually said that this week in response to Trump because she was like notoriously known for being very vague on politics and never really taking a stance one way or another. And people were like, at this point, you have enough fame, success and fortune to say whatever you you. want and you'll be good. Yeah. Um, But that just shows who she thinks her audience is. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, (laughs) but um, recently in the past like year or so, she's absolutely come forward and made political statements. And I'm just going to read this to kind of close out this conversation. She said, after stoking the fires of white supremacy and racism, your entire presidency, you have the nerve to fiend moral superiority before threatening violence. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. We will vote you out in November at real Donald Trump. Um, And that's from Taylor Swift. That's from Taylor Swift's Twitter account. She better go. You hear all those little Swifties. You better listen to your queen. (laughs) People are literally like, fuck, I don't like her. But yes to everything she just said in this tweet. (laughs) She honestly, she probably gonna get a bigger fan base. (laughs) Uh huh. And that's that's the power of freedom of speech. Like our our biggest our biggest freedom of expression and speech in this country is when we vote. That's our voice. And. In November, we have the opportunity to not only turn over the presidency, but the entire Senate, which has held back so many, mm-hmm. um, so many positive. It held bills back and- my second twelve hundred dollars stimulus check. Okay, <laughs> it held back my For extra six hundred dollars a week on unemployment all the way until January twenty twenty one. Yes. <laughs> But for real, like that is our freedom yeah, of speech. And, it's true. And so, you know, as RuPaul says every fucking week in the show now, vote 2020. Yeah. Foreskin 2020. Foreskin 2020. <laughs> you heard it here first. I guess we're just going to wrap up on this because yeah. I think it's definitely a conversation that I, I would imagine if you're listening, this would bring a lot of opinions and you'd be like, yes or no for whatever we're saying. So please let this converse- conversation going. And I'm just going to pose some talking points. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what started the conversation for us. But as far as freedom of speech, when is too much speech? Too much, right? Mm-hmm. How is How should censorship be regulated? And is it because if you don't like something, should that mean it should not be said? And then also, what is the right answer? Right. So with that, clearly... You guys, we really want to hear what you have to say mm-hmm. um, because I think this is really important. And I guess this is our way with our platform to kind of get social activism going. Yeah. Um, so please, as always, write into us.
damn, I should be doing episodes every week with brain fog. <laughs> Do you want to tell them about brain fog? You didn't even like touch on that. What about it? That you think you've been high for like a month? Allegedly high. Allegedly high. Um, If I were to smoke weed like a week ago or two weeks ago, I think I would have hit it like really hard. And because I don't smoke weed, if I were to try it, I, I think I wouldn't know my threshold. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I were to do it, I would have smoked way too much because I feel like the next day I would have felt high still mm. or feel high still. And I feel like allegedly if I were to smoke <laughs> weed two weeks later, I would still feel high. Uh. Um, and I hate, and I'm going to say this to you. I would, I hate when I say it to people and they're like, it's just in your head because I wouldn't be saying it if it was just in my head. That's I'm what very- crazy people say. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they go crazy because they, yeah. they're like, this is my reality. And people are like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like legit, like, so I did research on this just because I'm curious, you know, mm-hmm. like one of my in seasons was marijuana. So I just want to find out everything about it. So I just randomly did research for no reason. <laughs> no, um, no push, personal, no personal yeah. agenda, nothing, you know. And what I read was that THC is like held in your fat, which I did know. And they say that if you work out or you have a fast metabolism or whatever, you can get a secondary high every time you work out until it's out of your system. And people say that sometimes when, and this is all by Reddit, so it's not factual, Mm -hmm. but they say that like there's been times where they've like went overboard with smoking pot and then the 10 days, 12 days after, like they had a brain fog and it kind of gave them anxiety because they were like, is this how it's always going to be? Mm -hmm. And... Um, if I would have had this episode, I would have had those thoughts as well. But then I just meditate. I would meditate for 10 minutes a day and kind of like get myself recentered um, and realize that like this brain fog is here, but hopefully it will go away. I just need to keep fucking sweating and drinking a lot of water, mm. allegedly. Well, I think the biggest point to take away in all of that is it's held in your fat. <laughs> so we work a little more Girl. on that area. We don't have to worry about the smoking. For real, if I were to allegedly smoke, man, that shit would sit for me for about a month or two because fat has definitely accumulated up in this quarantine weight. <laughs> this quarantine weight. So, what do you have for in season this week? Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? I don't mind going first. Go it's first. pretty quick. Okay. Um, a couple of days ago, you were gone, and I started watching a four. I didn't realize it was a four part docu series on Netflix, and it kind of ties in with Wait, what we talked about. This this is like the first time you've episode? ever brought up like a Netflix. I know docu- this I is cra- it's a like, big deal. You never watch TV, no. so it's crazy that you bring up a show. It's a really for big in deal. season. Like, oh my god! So pay attention. Snack okay, pack. okay, okay. Um, so I didn't realize it was a four part docu series. I thought it was just like a one time, like one hour situation, hour and a half, whatever. So the the name of it is Filthy Rich, and it's a docu series based on um, the the legal proceedings over the past like ten years plus the story beforehand on uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Thank you, Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and I feel like we heard about it for a while in the media, but I didn't really know too much about the backstory of it, mm-hmm. like what happened back in two thousand six through like two thousand eight, legally speaking. Um, but just like how much he was tied to so many important political and public figures and how suspicious his death in prison was before his actual trial took place. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was so interesting. In fact, we got, it got my, our straight roommate involved for four hours (laughs) um, where I was like, he came in when I first started it. I was like 15 minutes in to the first episode, not realizing there were three more. And I was like, Hey, I highly recommend this. Like I'm only a few minutes in, but I'm like really hooked. It's really well done. He's like, what is it? So I told him 
he went back in his room for like 30 minutes and then came back out to cook dinner and was watching it from the kitchen and then sat down for two and a half hours after he was done eating to watch the rest. Um, and we busted it all out, but it was like so interesting and I highly recommend it. Um, question though. Did you swallow? Yeah, I always do. Okay. Good. Those are quitters. Cause you know how you watch docuseries, one thing leads to another and like a dig is in your mouth. And chill. Oh, it's like the best, you know? Right. Well, I'm glad you guys got that experience. I'm jealous. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but that kind of shows like people in power blackmail like mm-hmm. i mean one that but then also two um brain fog fuck <laughs> shit maybe you're just pregnant i think i'm just pregnant yeah i mean i would have had to have sex <gasps> do you think i'm mary the virgin the virgin mary maybe oh maybe my you're God. Grew back. wait girl 2020 Sloughing off all of this dead weight, the second coming of Jesus. You think I'm Mary? Well, who would Jesus be? Inside of me. Oh, maybe. Oh, would explain the fat. You're right. Oh my god, the burning bush is actually the weed you've been smoking. See, this is where our brain fog fucks me up, but I always come back. I come back <laughs> to reality. This is what I'm saying. Documentaries. <laughs> the documentary mm-hmm. does a good job. Parting the sea. You just referenced blackfish. See? Uh-huh. Bitch, I bet you frogs are going to start raining down from the sky. Mm-hmm. There are there are actually, uh, there's like an infestation of locusts somewhere in the world right now. Yeah. That's I... already dealing with like droughts and stuff. Jesus. Yeah. He's in me. We need to paint blood above our door before we go to bed. But let me say this before I forget. <laughs> for Passover, is that what that is? The blood? I don't know. We'll ask our yeah. Jewish Oh, yeah, for Passover. Made. Yeah. Because um, Jesus, pa- God passed over. Passed over. The houses. Yeah, a hard yeah. P. Passed over. Passed over. But I was going to say, for the- <laughs> wow, that was a really big tangent. <laughs> but documentaries, I feel like I didn't watch it, but I caught the end of it where they don't tell you that he's guilty. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he ended up being guilty because we know that, in fact, yeah. with court. But, like, they just put out the facts and they're like do what you will with it and mm-hmm. it just kind of ends there's no like this is why we yeah. say this but it's always implied i will say in that documentary in particular it was very one-sided but they noted through the entire four episodes every time they reached out to somebody that would have basically opposed the argument and not one of those people wanted to respond right or if they did it was a very blatant like vague comment right to where like you can't really see their side because you're like, you seem shady uh-huh. by saying that or uh-huh. by not saying anything at all. Or like, they're like, oh, I don't know her. <laughs> right. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're not. But that there's close. a photo of you with her. And it's like, well, how do you explain that? And they're yes. like, oh, I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Brain fog. Yeah. Brain fog. Yeah. Oh, you know, I actually believe their side. Right. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, okay. So this is going to be a turn, right? I, I, I was like thinking of all these in seasons and I was like, you know what? This is actually a good end season. Mm-hmm. I'm reclaiming my sexuality, okay? I have felt really horny lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just that quarantine blues, but also, like, the summer sun yeah. is hitting. People are showing their bodies, like, whatever the case is. I just downloaded Grinder two mm-hmm. days ago because I was like, let me just see what's in the area. And literally right before we started this episode, I, like, l- uploaded a new picture that picture is fire, apparently, to the community that I live around because... <laughs> yeah, because it's pre-quarantine, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. But I did say, I because I looked at my profile and it said um, athletic build, I changed it to average. <laughs> so oh. pe- people know what they're getting into. Right. <laughs> All right. Fair. So I'm like, we ain't trying to bamboozle bitches. Come on, but check grinder. I say that because I'm not one to hook up. I'm not one to... Um, 
be on Grindr in essence. Like I don't do that. I don't really send out naked photos. I don't like, I don't know. I was going to say something, but it's going to sound like I'm because I do that. It's the opposite. I was going to say I have self-worth, but (laughs) that sounds like everyone that I'm like looking at on Grindr doesn't have self-worth. That is not the case. I just think that the standard I want to hold myself at with not sending out pictures, blah, blah, blah. Regardless, this is again, going on a tangent, brain fog. Um, I will say though, that my goal by the end of summer is to find a friends with benefits. What's summer for you? Like Uh, August, like through August until Jesus is born, I guess. Oh, well that makes sense. (laughs) Maybe that's why I'm horny. Because doesn't pregnancy make you it horny? Makes you horny, yeah. Jesus. Unless you're Kenosha just trying to get money. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get money too. Yeah. But that's the, the the downfall is that I feel like for whatever reason, my look, my ethnicity, my my archetype really draws in sugar daddies because the people who keep tapping on my profile, like, hey, I'm here, they're like fifty eight and older. Yeah. And they're like, Do you like massages? I'm like, I mean I do, but <laughs> Maybe coffee first. <laughs> See, you're trying to make it a date. You need to be on Tinder. Well, I wanted a date because I know that I can't just do hookups. Like, I have to, like, feel somewhat connected. My psychic told me that when I asked her why I have anxiety about um, sexual encounters, and I kind of want to lose that because I'm like, I don't want to look back thinking in my youth, man, I should have been more sexually active because realistically, why not? Mm-hmm. If it's safe, who gives a shit? I'm an adult. Yeah. And she said she saw two things in my life. One being... Um, she sees a lot of dicks with condoms. So she's like, what your spirit guides are telling me mm. is that you need to be safe, which is hundred percent true because I'm on prep for the past three and a half years and I haven't had sex. <laughs> okay. And prep for people who don't know is HIV prevention where you would only get HIV with unprotected sex. Yeah. And if you're not having sex, you don't need to be on prep, but I get blood work done, tested every three months for STDs. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to get STD from my right hand? Possibly. Possibly. And then secondly, she said, what I see is you sitting next to this figure on the couch, which is telling me your spirit guides are telling me that you have to feel some sort of connection like this, where you're like mm. learning about them, knowing them. She's like, it doesn't have to be a relationship, but it has she really to- saw the dicks with condoms. Yeah, I thought you were joking. No, no, no. Oh. Um, and she laughed about it because she's like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm saying this, but X, Y, and Z. And she said, the person on the couch, you have to feel like you're bonded to them in some way. Mm. She's like, it could be a one night stand, but by the time you have sex with them, you have to feel comfortable with them. Hmm. So. I'm just putting it out there in the universe because I feel like the universe always gifts me for what I ask. Friends with benefits. Where you at? FWB. FWB. That's all. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode, you guys. As always, thank you so much for um, listening. If you like this episode or any previous episode, the best gift you can give us is to like, share, rate, and review this podcast. And subscribe. Um, and subscribe. Of course, always, 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 always subscribe. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Fruit Snacks Pod. And if you want to email us, you can email us at Fruit Snacks Pod at gmail.com. And we are expecting you guys to talk to us about freedom of speech because we haven't done a fruit smoothie in a long time. And I we think that would be a great little um, insight to open up the conversation. Yeah. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add? We got a ton of um, people writing in telling us that they want more video content and that they would support us on uh, Patreon. So we're looking into that. So thanks for writing. Are we, are we moving our IGTVs to Patreon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to pay for this content. Yeah, girl. Our OnlyFans account. <laughs> Donate a dollar. <laughs> oh, a dollar. A dollar. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, on that note, we will talk to you guys next week and goodbye. Bye.
All right, guys. So this week on Fruit Facts, we have one fact to fact check. Honestly, I don't even think I'm going to be able to fact check this. It was in reference to when Shane mentioned one of Donald Trump's tweets, and I'm going to read it to you again. At Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg is today criticizing Twitter. We have a different policy than Twitter on this. I believe strongly that Facebook shouldn't be the arbiter of truth of everything that people say online. Did Twitter criticize Obama for his you can keep your doctor question mark? We were going to um, reference what he meant by you can keep your doctor when he was criticizing Obama. But honestly, we can't even fucking find shit about what the fuck that meant. I thought I was going to be proactive to fact check that bitch, but I can't even fact check that bitch. You know, brain fog. Um, Shane tried to fact check that bitch. He can't fact check that bitch. So I guess that's another point for you guys to help us out. Um, if you could write to us, <laughs> if you could write to us and tell us what this fruit fact fucking means, um, we would love that. All right, so that's it, I guess. Check you guys next week on Fruit Snacks, and goodbye.